0: Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. Pursuing peace, you know, uh this time of the year, when all the holidays are going on, it's so much that's happening. So, I mean, if you go shopping, it's a lot of people. You go, even if you're not shopping, you're on the road, you're driving, then there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people at the airport. There's some for some of your homes. There's going to be a lot of people at your house. I mean, it's just lots and lots of movement. And in it all, we still have to maintain our peace. Uh, For some people, they'll be seeing family members they had not seen, you know, for a little while. And, you know, you may not be accustomed to them. And, you know, uh, if if your family is like our families, you go to various churches. And sometimes you have different kinds of beliefs than others. And uh, so we want to make sure that we maintain our peace, regardless of what is going on or what's happening. And this is a, it's supposed to be a joyous time, but not only not only during this time of the year, during the holidays, do we need to pursue peace, but that should be an ongoing thing for a believer, pursuing peace with each other. Amen? The Bible tells us that in the book of uh, 1 John, he says that people will know us by our love for one another. And sometimes we forget about that, that... Uh, God said that people will know us because of our love for one another. And we think it's something else. We think people will know us or, or look at us and, and know us because of uh, the things we get, because of what we say. But he says we, we, as a body of believers, should have this thing in common, and this thing in common is called love for one another. Love for one another, not backbiting, not, uh, there's another translation, talk about cannibal Christians. Eat and devour each other. Mm Mm-hmm. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but sometimes when you think about it, sometimes you feel like somebody nibbling on you sometimes. Haven't you felt a a few bites in church? (laughs) So we're going to start in Romans, Romans chapter 14 and verse 19, and we're going to read out of the Amplified Bible. Um, in this particular uh, uh, passage of Scripture, it is specifically talking about uh, eating, whether to eat meat, don't eat meat, and you know. And so uh, Paul is dealing with how the believer should look at things, considering your brothers and your sisters. Some of you... Uh, you have a freedom and a liberty to do some things uh, and you don't feel any guilt concerning them and others do not. And Paul says you need to be careful because you have a freedom and a liberty to do something and you're okay with it. Doesn't mean that it won't cause a stumbling block for someone else that is a believer. And he's, he's saying, so what's going on is between you and God, but you never, never try to get someone else to do something that you're doing just because you feel a freedom and a liberty to carry it out. You know, uh, in our church, we don't have a problem with women wearing jeans. We don't have a problem with women wearing distressed jeans. We don't have a problem uh, uh, wearing the, 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 the blouses with the uh, shoulders cut out. But there are some churches, if you went there, they would say that you are a heathen and that you don't know God and you don't know Jesus. Because otherwise, you would never do that. And for, for our men, the same way. Why don't y'all have on suits and ties? You don't know Jesus. So, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting that when you come together, God is saying that uh, don't, don't make this be a factor. Don't, don't start arguments over things like this. That, it, you know, the, it's, it's between you and God's relationship, but then you don't flaunt your freedom in front of other people because you, what, what people don't understand is you can cause someone to be on the fence concerning something, and they may do it, but they don't do it freely, but they do it because you say it's okay to do it, but then they feel guilt, and he says to that person it becomes a sin. So he says you need to be careful about those things that you do. Um, when I would travel with Greg and he would teach, I always wanted to know what church are we attending? What kind of church is it? Because I needed to know, so that I needed to know how did the women dress in that church? I can't say, well, I have a freedom and liberty and I'm going to wear pants in here. Now y'all just going to have to get over it because what would happen is the whole time they staring at me. They can't even hear the message because what in the world does his wife have on? You all understand what I'm saying? So uh, anyway, Paul here is, is talking about uh, these, type of, these type of circumstances and he says in the Amplified Uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 19, he says, so let us then definitely aim for and eagerly pursue what makes for harmony and for mutual upbuilding, edification, and development of one another. So we're looking to edify one another, not compare with one another, not not, uh, say, well, you know what, Uh, we have more word than they do, so they don't understand. And then kind of turn up your nose pretty much because I think I know more scripture. I have more revelation than what you have. You just don't have a revelation on it yet. And then, you know, again, during the holidays, that can make for a little tension over the turkey because you think you're better than I am. And uh, <laughs> and I don't like the fact that you're thinking that. But anyways, Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, and we're going to read... Uh, Start at verse 2, Romans chapter 15 and verse 2. It says, let each one of us, reading again out of the Amplified, let each one of us make it a practice to please make happy his neighbor for his good and for his true welfare, to edify him, to strengthen him, and build him up spiritually. So he says this is something that we should pursue, Let's go down to verse 5. And it says, Now may the God who gives the power of patient endurance, steadfastness, and who supplies encouragement grant to you, grant, excuse me, grant you to live in such mutual harmony and such full sympathy with one another in accord with Jesus Christ or with Christ Jesus. Paul now begins to pray for them that they would uh, draw strength from God to have patient endurance and to walk in mutual harmony with one another. Now, he's talking about believers walking in harmony with one another. It's quite interesting. Sometimes the people in the body are more gentle with people outside of the body than they are in the body. You know, they're, they're lenient with them, but with you, they just, I mean, they'll cut you up. In a second. And God says, that's not what it's supposed to be like. Amen. He says in verse 6, "...that together you may unanimously, with united hearts and one voice, praise and glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah." Welcome and receive to your hearts one another, then even as Christ has welcomed and received you for the glory of God. He says that God will give us patient endurance for those who may not know as much as what you believe you know. And he prays (laughs) that God would grace us to walk in unity with one another because this brings glory to God. And he says... He likes this, and this is something that God enjoys seeing us do when we welcome one another. Amen. Let's look at First Peter, First Peter chapter three. Again, we're reading out of the Amplified. First Peter chapter three, and let's go down to verse eight. First Peter chapter three and verse eight. He says. Finally, all of you should be of one and the same mind, united in spirit, sympathizing with one another, loving each other as brethren of one household, compassionate, courteous, tender-hearted, and humble. Never return evil for evil or insult for insult, scolding, tongue-lashing, and berating. But on the contrary, blessings praying for their welfare, happiness, and protection, and truly pitying and loving them. For know that to this you have been called. Listen at that. He said, you've been called to do these things, that you may yourselves inherit a blessing from God, that you may obtain a blessing as heirs, bringing welfare and happiness and protection. He said, this is how the believers, are supposed. this is how we're supposed to operate as believers. We're supposed to walk in harmony. We should elevate harmony, make big harmony. He said, we should demonstrate, I think there's eight things here. You should demonstrate affectionate love. You should show sympathy, kindness, humility. Fervent love, never retaliating evil for evil or insult for insult, speaking blessings over who, is mis- or who mistreats us. Spe- you hear that? Speaking blessings over those who mistreat us. That's eight things. Those are characteristics of a believer. I'm going to read them again. I'm going to read this list again. As believers, this is our character. We're supposed to elevate harmony. We're supposed to walk in harmony with one another. We should demonstrate affection and love for one another. We should be sympathetic towards one another. We should show kindness to one another. Humility, fervent love, humility. That means that you don't think of yourself more highly than you ought and you look down on other people. That's what it means to walk in humility. He says, fervent in love. Not just, I love you. He said, fervent in love, never retaliating evil for evil or insult for insult, tit for tat. He says, speaking blessings over who mistreats us. Sometimes that may seem to be difficult to do, but understand this, your love for one another uh, walk in correlation with your love for Jesus. The more you love Jesus and the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you express love to other people. I do want to read verse 9 out of uh, the Passion Bible, so I don't know if they have that up there, but I'll read it to you. Out of the Passion Bible, it says, Never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly, nor insult those who insult you, but instead respond by speaking a blessing over them, because a blessing is what God promised to give you. But the Scripture tells us, Whoever wants to be embrace love embrace true life and find beauty in each day must stop speaking evil hurtful words and never deceive in what they say. Always turn from what is wrong and cultivate what is good. Eagerly pursue peace in every relationship making it your prize. Making it your prize. Now let's go back to the amplified here because I want to continue on uh, from verse 9 in that translation. But again, he's telling us that we don't put each other down. We don't go tit for tat for those kind of things. But in verse 10, he goes on to say, uh, let me just read verse 9 again and amplify it so it will be cohesive here. He says, never return evil for evil or insult for insult, scolding, tongue-lashing, berating, But on the contrary, blessing, praying for their welfare, happiness, and protection, and truly pitying and loving them. For know that to this you have been called, that you may yourselves inherit a blessing from God, that you may obtain a blessing as heirs bringing welfare and happiness and protection. God says that you obtain a blessing when you walk in harmony with your brothers and sisters when you show love and affection towards them, God says, you obtain a blessing. So you know what? Is it worth getting back at somebody to lose a blessing that God has promised? I mean, you weigh it. God's blessing, I get you back. (laughs) I'm, I'm just serious. When you think about it the right way, then your mind changes in what you do. In verse 10, it says, for let him who wants to enjoy life And see good days, good whether apparent or not, keep his tongue from evil and his lips from guile, treachery and deceit. He said, if you want to see some good days, if you want to see good days, look at somebody say good days. days. If you want to see good days and if you want to enjoy life, he said, keep your tongue free from evil. Don't be, t- don't be talking about people. You know something? It's, it's, it's kind of easy to talk about people. Sometimes you don't even recognize that's what you're doing. I mean, you start, you, you, you start talking about a person in your mind because you don't like what they have on. You may not say it out loud, but mm, that's so weird. What, that, do you see what I see? I mean, you all understand. We do. You see what I see? This is a brother, sister in Christ. Maybe they don't have enough as much revelation, and they don't have as much finesse in their dressing as you do. But they thought they looked good when they came. But hmm, I just can you believe? Is something wrong with? Did she see herself when she got up? I would never we all do it and you know what we in it, 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 it takes practice not to do it <laughs> we're all guilty I'm nice I'm not pointing the finger at you <laughs> we're we're all guilty I have to catch myself I'm like Damn, but that ain't even your business <laughs> you, you all understand what I'm saying this <laughs> why are you why are you distracted by that <laughs> Satan loves to derail us in doing those kind of things to us. Uh, I was reading, an, uh, gosh, I forgot the man's name now, that's so bad, but he wrote uh, a devotional. Now, I'm not saying go out and get this devotional. I only read one page, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes you hear stuff, I'm going to go get that, and then you all derailed, and I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? But I read the book you told me you were reading. No, I didn't read the book. I read one day. Okay, so <laughs> I won't even watch the name of the book because I know some of y'all are going to get it anyway. But anyway, he was talking about Satan is a great switchman, like as uh, uh, in trains, switch you to get you off track. And you could be just running for God and doing just on fire, doing what God says to do. And then he'll cause one little thing to cause you to switch. And you start pursuing something or uh, upset about something or somebody does something to you. And all of a sudden you switch tracks. You were running for God. I mean, you, you had your, your blinded zone and you were, you know, going for it. And then somebody offends you and all of a sudden you switch. You're no longer pursuing God, no longer doing what you're supposed to be doing because they cause you to switch. And so we have to to be careful about those things. (laughs) Amen. But in verse 11, again, he says, let him turn away from wickedness and shine it and let him do right. Let him search for peace, harmony, undisturbedness from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts, and seek it eagerly. Do not merely, listen at this, do not merely desire peaceful relations with God, with your fellow man, man, and with yourself, but he said, pursue, go after them. He said, don't just desire peace with God. Don't just desire peace with your fellow man. Don't just desire peace in yourself. He said, you need to pursue it. You need to pursue peace at all costs. You need to maintain your cool at all costs. You need to to recognize when you're getting upset. I don't know about you, the messages have been blessing me. They have been blessing me because I'm, you know, in a point where I might get a little upset about something, I'll, I'll remember. This is not the last word. God got something else to say. There's another word coming, Deborah. You may not know what to do right now, but Pastor Brian said, <laughs> actually God said, there's another word coming. Yeah. So I may not know now what to do, but it don't. It ain't bothering me anymore. I don't, okay, whatever. God's got, God didn't shut his mouth. He's going to say something to me, and he may not be saying it now, but he will say it. So I'm okay, and I don't have an answer for you right now, but I will have one. You just wait. It's coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't you just love the word? Amen. Let's look at um, 1 Peter. Chapter 3. Did I? I want to read that uh, verse 9 through 11 out of the Passion Bible. Did I do that already? I did. I said, to go after it. <laughs> Amen. First Peter chapter four. First Peter chapter four, let's start at uh, verse seven in the Amplified. It says, but the end and the culmination of all things have now come near. Keep sound minded and self restrained and alert, therefore, for the practice of prayer. Above all things, have intense and unfailing love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins, forgives and derides, excuse me, disregards the offenses of others. Practice hospitality to one another, those of the household of faith. Be hospitable. Be a lover of strangers with brotherly affection for the unknown guests, the foreigners, the poor, and all others who come your way who are of Christ's body. And in each instance, do it ungrudgingly, cordially, graciously, without complaining, but as representing him." As each of you have received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor, Whoever speaks, let him, he begins to talk about us and our gifts. He said, whoever speaks, let him do it as one who utters oracles of God. Whoever renders service, let him do it as with strength, which God furnishes abundantly, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ the Messiah. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever through endless ages, amen, so be it. Beloved, do not be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeals which Take place to test your quality and as though something strange, unusual, and alien to you or your position were befalling you. So he, he's talking here about the fact that as believers, we should love one and not another passionately. That we should care for one another. And then the giftings in God has given to us, He said, He said, Use those to give glory to me. Use those in, in your uh efforts to, to do things concerning your brothers and sisters in Christ. God is just, he's really serious and passionate concerning us and our love for one another. You know, when he even left his disciples, he, he wanted them, he says, you know, God, have them to be one like we are, like me and you. He said, I want them to be one. He wanted them to love and care for one another. And in our pursuing to know God and, and uh all the grace that God has bestowed upon us and about us knowing about how vision and us knowing about uh, uh, purpose and all of these things and the promises of God, he says do not neglect because we're not an island and God didn't intend for us to be. He wanted us not to neglect one another in our pursuit of purpose, but he wanted us to be one with one another and to express that intense love that he has for us. He says, I want you to express that same thing, because sometimes, you know, we could come to church, but then our expression for, for love for one another and care for one another sometimes can go lagging in our own individual pursuit. In the book of Romans, it's in chapter 12, I believe it's verse 6, he says, "For don't let our love be... Uh, Dissimulation of dissimulation. I believe that's what the wording is. And he says, "Don't let it be fake. Don't let it be false." You know, love you, brother. Love you, sister. Yeah. But I mean, you all, you all understand what I'm saying. <laughs> but as, how would I, As a community of believers here in Revealing Truth Ministries, we should deeply care for one another, and that is one of the. The dangers, and again, I know that people watching online said, Oh man, they're gonna tell us about how we need to come to church. But let me tell you something God called us as a community. We do need to see your face. Amen. We don't need for something to happen to you, and then we start describing who you are, but you ain't been here in two years, so we totally, the description is so off that we. And that's why God tells us, or the Bible tells us, that we should not neglect the assembly of ourselves together. It doesn't mean that you have to be here every time the church opens, but I need to see you. I need to, you know, it's one thing to talk on the phone or even text, but if I really want to know what's going on with you, I really need to see your expression and your body language. Because in a text, you can tell me you're doing fine, and I have to just take your word for it because I can't read in between the lines. But if I'm looking at your face and I know you, and I know your body language, although you may be saying, I'm fine, I know that this, not, things are not going well with you, and that way it gives me an opportunity to pray for you or pray with you or pray concern you, even if I leave your presence. You all understand? So God wants us to be intimate with one another. He wants us to love one another. He wants that to be expressed with one another. He don't want us just all filing into a place. And then everybody files out. And then we never see each other a touch base again. Because how many of you know that um, intimacy grows more when you are around a person? You know, they, I, know that, I know there are long-distance relationships that take place, but after a while, that, that distance can cause a problem. So we don't want people to be distanced. We, op- we want the opportunity to love you. We want the opportunity to talk with you. We want the opportunity to see how things are going in your life and have a real live conversation with you so that we can express love. And when I say we, I'm talking about us as a body. We as a community of believers have come together here at Revealing Truth Ministries. Amen. That's important to God. That should be important to us. Amen. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word Give RTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.